the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time, the greatness of the season we are in. We just finished the two-day conference about two weeks ago, and I'm still in awe of what God had me release prophetically to those who attended. To our radio listeners who came, it was good to meet you face-to-face. To my brother and sister in Christ and co-laborers, Mark and Jan Reeve from Kerrville, thank you so much for coming. It is refreshing to meet those who labor amongst us. It is a rare opportunity to meet you in person as we are all so busy doing God's work. Great to see you too. Karen, sorry I missed your call. We had limited seating available and seats got filled up. But there are about 12 people who registered and did not bother to show up or cancel. We could have offered those seats to you and others. But anyway, don't miss the second one, okay? It's going to be awesome. I have been holding this kind of conferences for many, many years to different parts of the world also. But that particular conference, it flowed so easy. I almost felt uh, guilty, but again, God did not give me personal prophecies only to about uh, eight people because he wanted me to walk and just flow and follow his leading when I started prophesying to people. And that was the first time in a conference that people got prophesied up to three times. It is a different kind of conference. And I can truly say that the following day in our two Sunday services, it was the most anointed, most powerful service. I ministered to the team, to the members of Freedom Fellowship Church, and we were joined in by new people who attended the conference. It was mind-boggling. It is so awesome. The uh, personal prophecies that the Lord had me release to the nation, to the church, and of course, to the people individually. It is mind-boggling, just amazing. I'm still trying to digest what God had me release prophetically. Keep in mind that God created the world through spoken words. Let there be light, he said, and light be in a blink of an eye. So the prophecies, personal prophecies, are not just going to encourage you or release you. But they are creative words, calling those things as though they were in accordance to the plan of God, in accordance to the love of God towards his people. 
the prophecies that were released at this conference and on those two Sunday services, they are not, thus saith Christina. They are, thus saith the Lord. I will not even imagine those words, cannot even conceive what came out from my mouth. And even if I knew, oh my gosh, I would have prophesied those words to myself, to my friends, and to my family instead for those people that I like. But um, they are all promotions when it comes to the core team. They work so hard and God rewarded them. Amazing. These prophecies, these personal prophecies, they are supernatural. But what I'm saying is this. There is no other ways nor means for each and every one of us who receive prophecies from God at that conference will be able to release them or manifest them except by God and through God and in God. They are supernatural. They came from above. They didn't come here on earth. Do we deserve them by what we did or did not do? No. We can't earn those kind of prophecies. But we deserve these heavenly blessings because of who we are in Christ Jesus and because of what Jesus did for all of us. And third, because God the Father and God the Son sent the Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us, for us to live heaven on earth, to implement the kingdom of God in our days. So because of Jesus, our Lord, by faith, we decreed and declared in the mighty name of Jesus that we deserve those awesome prophecies. It is up to you now to follow them through for their complete and full manifestations. I delivered prophecies to the nations, to the church, and I saw them manifested. But on personal prophecies... This magnitude, all I can say is wow. The plan of God for this season cannot be explained in words. I'm at the loss for words. God is truly amazing. Those of you who received personal prophecies from that conference, write them down, meditate on them. And no matter what is happening in your life right now, believe and focus on those prophecies you received and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead you, take over and to teach you by giving you simple instructions. Keep in mind that when those words were released, Satan will try to steal them because he wants to buy time, some time for himself and his uh, demons. But at the same time, he is a natural thief. That's all he, he'll do. He comes to rob, to kill, and to steal and to destroy. So whatever is holding you right now, turn that captivity into victory and listen to that small, still, quiet voice. Believe and trust God on this. Because if we rely on our own strength, if we rely on our own resources and abilities, there is no way those prophecies manifest. No way. 
because they are from heaven and we need to apply God's ways of doing things. Example, no matter how you quote the scripture that the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the just, you can say and quote and believe those until you're blue in the face. They will still not manifest until you have a new mindset and it will apply corresponding action. A new mindset means that you need to change your methods and your ways of doing things and apply God's ways in every area of your life. Reciting scriptures will not make you effective in managing worldly wealth. It will not make you a good manager. This is the reason why God is not manifesting wealth upon the body of Christ, because we will not be able to manage it. We will not be able to handle. We will not know how to do it. After you made all your plans on what you're going to buy, who are you going to give to, what are you going to do with the rest? So whatever you have right now, whatever you do right now, you must operate in excellency. Always do the right thing. When it comes to wealth or prosperity, Jesus gave us the litmus test in Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. You need to meditate on this. I'm going to read it to you in NIV version. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. It says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So, if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? This is Jesus setting up the parameters in his kingdom. Verse 12. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? I want to continue down to verse 16. It says, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John right? The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. It means to say that the law and the prophets stopped proclaiming when John came to the picture. Then John the Baptist started proclaiming about the kingdom of God and preaching repentance. He was not proclaiming about the law, nothing about the law. There is a new revelation. There was a new doctrine that John the Baptist introduced. When the Lord Jesus came in the picture, we must understand this. It's in Luke chapter 16, verse 14. It says, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. It means that the law of prosperity, the transfer of wealth, have changed. We have to apply God's ways of doing things, and we cannot do this in our own knowledge and experience and training, even our knowledge about God. The knowledge shall increase. God prophesied that in the book of Daniel and will continue to increase. And we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. Why? Romans fourteen seventeen says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who empowers us to walk in the supernatural realm. 
Nobody else can do that. You cannot do that alone. It doesn't matter if you memorize the entire Bible. It doesn't matter. You and I need the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus to us. And of course, our knowledge about who we are, our knowledge about the kingdom of God, our knowledge about Jesus and his plan will continue to increase because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. It is the Holy Spirit, after all, who leads us to be one with Christ. He is the only one who can give us revelation. He is the only one who can tell us of future things to come. He is our teacher and he is our God, the spirit of truth. He is not the spirit of facts. Facts can change, but he is the spirit of truth. Changing of our mindset is what will lead us in the supernatural through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Remember Acts chapter 10, Cornelius and Peter? The angel of the Lord appeared Cornelius and gave him instruction to go and get Peter, who was staying with Simon the Tanner by the sea. Cornelius immediately dispatched his servants to get Peter. Cornelius got the message about three o'clock in the afternoon, and his servants reached Simon the Tanner's house where Peter was staying at around noon the following day. Cornelius, once the angel of the Lord appeared to him and gave him instruction, Cornelius did not ask all kinds of questions, like what we do and ask God nowadays. What if Peter will not go with my servants? What if he already left and is not staying in the house of Simon the Tanner? How does he look like? No. Once Cornelius heard the instruction, that is more than enough for him. So he heard from God and he immediately obeyed by dispatching his servants to get Peter. That is what we need in our days. If you want those personal prophecies or even prophecies to this nation, to the church as a general, if you want them to manifest, you obey the simple instruction from the Holy Spirit and have faith and trust Him enough. Worry about following the instruction to the letter. Let God worry in manifesting what He had promised. In the meantime, before the servants of Cornelius arrived at the house of Simon the tanner, the Lord gave Peter a vision. Because he was hungry, the vision is about food, flat-footed animals, unclean, and he commanded Peter to slay and eat. Peter said, no, definitely no. Probably he bound that voice that he heard in the name of Jesus. He actually said no three times to the Lord. He is Jewish, and he only eat kosher food. And he explained this to the Lord. The Lord did not explain why he did not. Because the Lord knew about Leviticus. And this is Peter's doctrine. Remember what I read you in Luke chapter 16, verse 14? Peter heard that also because Jesus spoke and explained things to them. That the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. But since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. 
and everyone is forcing his way to it, to the kingdom of God. So the doctrine of Peter, that is Jewish, by abiding to the law, went out of the door, right? And some of our doctrines, that's what's going to happen. God did not explain to Peter all the details. Do you understand? God doesn't have to tell you all the details because I guarantee you, you're going to want to change some of it. And Lord told Peter not to call unclean those that he called clean. He was still trying to meditate and trying to understand the vision, what God is talking about, when the men arrived and God told Peter to go with them. God didn't bother to tell Peter that they are Gentiles. And again, this is against the doctrine of Peter. The Jewish are not supposed to be with the Gentiles and more so going to their house and fellowship with them. The doctrines of Peter went topsy-turvy. Some of your doctrines, too, are going to go by the wayside because the kingdom of God is still being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. We have revelation, and we will have revelation in our days that was never been preached before. Peter went and realized that upon laying off on hands, God poured out his spirit also among the Gentiles, and that God does not play favorite. That is a big change in doctrine, okay? That is a big change. That is a world changer. What the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us, those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, and are submissive and are wanting to change to walk in the supernatural, we will going to have an understanding and revelation from the Holy Spirit by the Word of God that will transform nations and our lives as well. So let us stop wondering how come there is no power in the charts that God seems to to visit only one or two or three ministers and it will only last for about three years as far as revival is concerned. How can God visit us if God is here? You don't want to ask the Holy Spirit to come down or visit us. It is his church. Instead, Let us allow God to be God. We're still in the doctrine issue in our days on the 21st century, whether women can preach or not, or if women can be a pastor. And some of us still believe that getting baptized by the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues is still is from the devil. The devil don't have that kind of power. He's only a fallen angel. Why does it seem to be powerful to you? Because of your big mouth. You're giving that authority that Jesus gave to the body of Christ to him. So stop it. We have lots of catching up to do, my dear brothers and sisters. Why can't women preach or lead? Wherein, in our days, church attendance, the percentage of women attending the church comprise between 60 to 75%. Almost in every ministry, men are noticeably absent. And God really is almighty and powerful that he can empower women also to lead. Keep in mind on who God is. And also remember, it is not God who forbade 
women to preach. It is the Apostle Paul who commanded that women should not allow to preach in Ephesus alone because he is the same apostle who got the revelation in Galatians that there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave or free, but we are all one in Christ. Okay? So these women in Ephesus, you need to go there one day. I've been there twice or three times. Twice. Those women used to worship the goddess Diana and their priestesses of Diana. They got converted, but they started preaching that women are superior than men. So Apostle Paul set them straight. And for that particular church, he gave this instruction to Pastor Timothy. Women are forbidden to preach. We are in the 21st century and knowledge is increasing and we need each other. We'd rather be happy that people of God, no matter who they are, color of their skin or gender, let us desire that we'd rather that they serve God instead of God's enemy. And most importantly, stay in your own lane. We have lots of work to do. There is room for everybody. You please God, you are empowered. That's my secret. I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. So he trusts me. He even shares his plan to me. He loves me and I love him back. It's as simple as that. That is the secret of my anointing. And because I'm so in love with him, I don't mind sharing him to his people. And I teach his people how to fall in love with him and stay in love with him. That's what he needs from you and I. That kind of relationship. Okay? So that is the secret of my anointing. Just like what I said before. Don't mess with me. As I follow and obey God, as I minister to his people, don't mess with me. I am God's brat. You know, we, we have different kinds of brats. Brats, sometimes you're unruly, you're spoiled. It is of negative connotation. But also, we also have military brats, right? And a part of the definition of a brat is you are a son or a daughter of a certain professional kind of work or a company. So I am God's brat because I'm a member of his household. So don't mess with me. Okay. And uh, I will empower you as long as you want to, to know Jesus. And as long as you want to walk in the supernatural and as long as you follow instruction, I would not mind sharing you Jesus. Okay. This is why I was born again is to live for him and to worship him and share him. You know, every year, I actually officiate a ceremony that those who love the Lord and have attended a certain kind of training with me or under me, I uh, officiate a wedding ceremony wherein they exchange marriage covenant with, with our Lord Jesus Christ. I held this wedding ceremony in Israel, in Jerusalem this year, for, um, I think, 13 people, five guys, 
and eight ladies. They were all wearing white, and the Lord is so happy. He was so excited, and I trained them, and a few hundreds more are waiting for me to train them. They wanted to exchange marriage vows with Jesus. It's going to be lots of fun. I just want to encourage you. We entered a great season in our lives, in the history of the church, in our country, the United States of America. Don't focus on the bad things that are happening all around you. Focus on the kingdom of God. God is judging the world right now. In the sports arena, in the political arena, in every sector of society, what is happening, you focus in listening to the Holy Spirit. The, the good judgment is for us, the body of Christ. The bad judgment, that's not for you. So don't focus on that. Focus on God instead. And I'm running out of time. So God bless you for tuning in. Until next time, join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road off I-810. Our morning service starts at 1030 and our evening service at 7 p.m. Remember, we just entered a season of supernatural is starting this year. And do what you can with excellency and follow the Holy Spirit so that you will not have any regrets. I love all of you. Thank you for tuning in. And stay in love with our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, our unifying force is Christ Jesus, and our language is love. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.